What's up, boys and girls? This is Polly Shore, and welcome to another episode of my podcast. What's it called? Interested. Why do I call it interested? Because I'm actually interested in a lot of these people that I'm talking to, and I hope, what, you guys are interested too. I'm excited about the guest this afternoon, this evening, whatever it is. Um, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from the Las Vegas Strip, keep it going for Carrot Top. So I said, no, he's and he's gay, and I'm straight. And the guy's like, yeah, well, that, is that your walker with the dildo on it? So I thought, what other better person to host this particular episode with me than Larry the Cable Guy? You're not Larry the Cable Girl. You're Larry the Cable Guy. Obviously, I'm not Larry the Cable Girl. You're not, right? Now, look at this. Would you go out with a girl who looks like this? <laughs> right. I am not Larry the Cable Girl. You're like Etta May, right? Are you like Edda Yeah, I'm more close of? to Edda May. I'm more of an Edda yeah. May girl. I got to be honest with you, though. There's a lot of eye candy right now in this room. This I will say that. Between you, me, and your buddy so, over there. Yeah, so. Who would deny us? What lady would deny us right now? So for the people listening right now, Larry the Cable Guy, What you, are you allowed to say your real name or no? Yeah, sure. You, what's your real name? For both of you listening, it's Dan, my real name is Dan Whitney. Dan Whitney. Yes. Yeah, and you are fucking like. You're pretty big amongst the uh, African American community. I am, you know what, Polly? I am. I have a very big misconception about mm -hmm. me. I I do good pretty much everywhere. Everywhere, to all crowds. Right. And uh, yeah, right. so I, I do uh, I do good everywhere. I don't, you know I don't know why that is such a uh, it's just a misconception. So, you know, but, any, but you've any, been on. I mean, you you've been on so many different. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. It's Christmas movies. You've been on CMT. You've you hosted a show. What, what channel was that on? The, the History Channel. I was on the History Channel. Yeah. I've been on VH1, CMT, History yeah. Channel. Yeah. Uh, gee, many Christmas. Cool. So you're gonna sit in with me. So the person that were that I interviewed on this episode was uh, Carrot Top. And for the people that are listening, can you educate them? On who cared to, his real name is Scott Thompson, right? Scott Thompson is Scotty's real name. Scotty and I started together in West Palm Beach, Florida at the Comedy Corner. At the time, one of the top five comedy clubs in the United States. Wow. Every week, Leno, Seinfeld. Wow. Uh, Wasn't it connected to a rock club or something? It was connected to the Carefree Theater. Carefree Theater. Which right. was a very old theater yeah. in West Palm Beach, Florida. And you would get all kinds of acts. The guy that ran it was loaded, and he kind of mm. used it as a tax write-off. Okay, I understand. It was too small a room to get big acts, but he got big acts because he used it as a tax write-off, and he took his girlfriends, Eric, right. to see these big acts. And this, what, what year was this? We're talking 1986 is well, when it opened. Wow, 86. So you, you met Scott there. I met Scott there, but let me tell you one of my big, the biggest nights ever at the Comedy Corner was awesome for all of us young comics starting out. But the Budweiser comedy tour came through. Mm. Now we had at the comedy corner, we had Larry Miller. Wow. And he was at the comedy corner. Now the next week was going to be Judy Tenuta. Wow. Well, Judy Tenuta was staying with Emo Phillips. Right. Judy Tenuta and Emo Phillips were staying together at the condo next door. Well, were they fucking or? I don't know. I don't know if they dated or not. It was the most bizarre Emo thing. Emo Phillips was, yeah, I think they were, was, yeah, they were touring together. Every now they? and then you'd go by there though and you'd hear her playing the accordion. He'd right. be playing the trombone. Right. <laughs> it was really odd. Right. But anyway, they were working the next week. So they were staying in the condo and she was coming in after Larry Miller and then Emo was coming the next week. They were staying two weeks because Judy had family that lived in town. So Larry Miller's doing his show. And uh, 
after the Budweiser Comedy Tour started at 8 o'clock. Well, there was a second show. It was a Friday night. So everybody comes over to watch Larry Miller. Now, the Budweiser Comedy Tour at that time was Dana Carvey. And uh, it was Dana Carvey, Dennis Miller, and uh, Kevin Nealon. Mm. When they were done with their show, they came over to the Comedy Corner to hang out to watch Larry Miller. Wow. Now, about that time, we're freaking out. We're just young comics. We're just freaking out. We're hanging out. And in the comedy club, watching Larry Miller, is those three guys, right. Judy Tenuta, Emo Phillips. And wow. who comes walking in the door? Jerry Seinfeld. Wow, He shit. came up, say hi to Larry Miller. So they're all at and the club. And this is West Palm Beach. In West Palm Beach the, at the like same the time. In the 80s. In the, in the late 80s. And this is where you met Scott. Yeah, late Are you 80s. from from West Palm? I, I, I'm from Nebraska. I moved to West Palm Beach, Florida when I was 15 years old. Wow. Cool. So and I met Scott. Scott uh, was an open micer like the rest of us. And uh, Scott went up, and he was funny, you know. And we were all just young pups. Well, then one day Scott showed up, and he had a prop. And it was funny. Mm-hmm. Shows up the next day. And the next week, he had three props. Right. Then he shows up the next week. He had about seven props. Right. Because the props were killing for him. Right. And then I went on the road for a couple of weeks, and I came back, and Scott wasn't there. And uh, my buddy Tom Ryan goes, did you hear about Scott? I hmm. don't know what happened. He went up to that college convention and wow. booked like 200 dates oh on the God. road. That's crazy. Are you kidding me? Wow. He goes, no. You ought to see him. I mean, you've only been gone two weeks. He's got yeah. three trunkfuls of gags. That's crazy. <laughs> goes, I mean, so just, he's, yeah. just like that. So he's got he's got a, a pretty serious gig out in Vegas. He's been there for a while. So I, I caught up with him when I was performing there with my father um, at the Laugh Factory. Who's I, awesome. Your dad's Yeah, my great. dad's amazing. And um, I sat down with Scott, who's Carrot Top. And I sat down with them backstage. So you're going to sit with me in? You're going to listen to some of this shit or what? Yeah, let me listen to this yeah. and, and see if he's accurate on his Hey, so here he is, Polly Shore <laughs> and Larry the Cable Guy. And I hope Gear you guys are interested. Let's check this shit out. Come on, Polly, do it. Get here it done go. for me. Gear done. That's pretty good. How many years have you been here? I've been at the Luxor eight. Yeah, eight Fuck. years. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Eight because years. I think the last time when we were talking, we were going to do the Oyster Special, the Vegas My we Oyster were. Special, yeah, yeah. and then Steve, Over Levine, the... Steve Levine was like, no, you can't do that because there's a deal there's and a blah, 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 and you just re-signed. And yeah. So you're here till 2015. 15, 2015. Yeah. I know, right? That's so awesome. It is awesome. Although then it means I have a, you know, I was like, I have something to do every day for No, that's years. great. So it is good. It's awesome. I love it here. I never thought I'd love it here. I was I used to fight it when I'd come to Vegas. We'd do the road shows and it'd be awesome and we'd come to the Vegas crowds and they were do, like Do you also no, like, like do you also realize like how lucky you really are? Absolutely. I mean as far as Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, and the older you get because you're going to be 50 what in no, a, couple a couple of years. years. Yeah, That's years. insane. I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Cuz I look like, 20, I, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> no, because I'm 45. You look you look 70. You look I like older. 70. No. You look great. Thank you. No, Thank seriously, you. 45 and 45. But isn't I'm that hoping weird? you're older than but me? But you know what's crazy is that both of us have kind of a childish oh, kind of style. Yeah, so I think yeah, that's yeah. part of the reason maybe why we still kind of look yeah, a little bit so. younger and stuff. I think that. Yeah. I even grew a little facial hair, trying to look a little manly. So we're here back um, at the we're actually at the four seasons, which is funny as fuck. Um, here with Larry the but Cable with, Guy. It's with, just weird that Larry the Cable Guy is at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills. I think that's weird. This is where they... But you're perform- what are you doing? You're doing some big... You no, know, I'm filming a commercial. Yeah, you're filming for a Prada commercial. For Prada Seco TC. 
And oh, so they shit, put, that's the stomach thing. Yeah, they put me up at the Four Seasons. But that's due to global warming, they're sick. changing their name to the Two Seasons. Right. Thank you, public. So do you, have, do you have really have stomach problems? Uh, you, uh, yeah. I, well, it's not stomach problems. It's heartburn. I get heartburn every now and then. But I and don't so anymore. So how did you get hooked up with Prilosec? Because I use their product. And really? they were looking for somebody that used their product mm-hmm. that had some popularity and looked like they used Prilosec, and that was me. I used Prilosec because it blocks the acid that causes heartburn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is it called Prilosec ATC? OTC. O-T-C. Over the counter. Oh, so you could just go there. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of Prilosec, yeah, and it works good? Yeah. You know, I mean, How my, much do they pay you for something like that? Oh, Polly, you really? couldn't even begin. I'm at the really? Four Seasons. Fuck. <laughs> I'm in four seasons. So we're, so we're here with... You uh, know, I was at the pharmacist the other day, and I asked him if he had any Viagra, and he said, yes, we do. And I said, can I get that over the counter? And right. he says, I have no idea how big it's going to get. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So you're having a Kit Kat, huh? So I'm what about the Prilosec? It blocks the acid. It blocks the acid. All you got to do is take <laughs> some uh, Prilosec OTC, and it blocks the acid. And you shouldn't eat this way, but if you're going to eat this way, yeah. you need to block that acid. Yeah. So, right car- so so you said before off off mic you were fifty one. Fifty one years. Carrot top's almost gonna be fifty and then I'm forty six. What do you think about that? Isn't that crazy? We're all like It's unbelievable. Now I look what do you think about I look, that shit. I look younger. I don't look yes, I look do. younger than both of you two do. That's true. You know how sure. I stay so young? Huh. I read at a third grade level, Polly. Right. It keeps me young. Right. It keeps me young. You know, it is really strange that Scotty's going to be 50. You know, when we were all just mm. starting out, I was yeah. 23. He yeah. was probably uh, tw- nine, He was probably 20. Yeah. 21. Yeah. I just can't picture us getting older. Now, it, you think of yourself. I don't think I look any older, but then yeah. I look at pictures. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. And he, he's at the um, he's at the uh, the Luxor. So did you ever do like a, a residency in Vegas? He's got a sweet deal. Yeah, out but there, have you it? ever done a residency in Vegas? No, I have not. You'd be perfect for that. I would be, but I got to tell you, Scott and I are on two different planes. I got a wife and two kids. He don't have any kids yeah. or a wife. So but you would, but you would, but you could do the uh, what's it called? What's that cowboy guy with the with the hat? He's out there. What's his name? He's at Garth the wind. Brooks? Yeah, Garth Brooks. <laughs> the cowboy guy. Yeah. He can do that shit. <laughs> the cowboy guy. <laughs> he could do yo, you could do that. Well, yeah, I could, but here's the difference between Garth Brooks and me. Uh, ain't nobody sending me a G five to get out there on. So you know what I mean? Southwest. I, it would be fun. I'm not uh I'm yeah, it would be fun. I know would I consider doing something like that? Yeah, I'd consider doing something like that, but I would not live there mm. and do like Scott does, five shows a night or four shows a night or whatever. I mean, mm. if they wanted me to do something, I'd fly out there. If they said, Hey, we want you for a year, every weekend for uh, yeah. every other weekend for well, a year. like Britney Spears has that gig over there. Yeah, like every other weekend. Let me talk to them. If That's I can arrange I that for you, do I get a piece or you have to go through your agent? on that i'd probably have to go through the agent okay, but we'll see what we the, can do we're here like with you uh, need a piece come on right we're here me? with Look at those <laughs> pants you're wearing them three thousand dollar pants we're here with larry the cable guy Polly shore on interested and we're at the four seasons he's munching on a kit kat bro it's very late night i had a long day today nah. you know that's the cool thing about filming commercials i came out here to film a commercial started at 6 15 in the morning got done wow. at 6 30 tonight wow and the whole day, I was uh, riding a jet ski around a lake. I had five lines. Fucking perfect. <laughs> it's fucking genius. So I mean, the Kit Kat bar. Fucking break. rock and roll. Here he is. Uh, we're listening to more Scotty Thompson over at uh, the, the Luxor on Polly Shores Interested. Get her done. Got right. it, did. Yeah, yeah, you did good.
when did you start? In the early nineties? Yeah, probably in the right early nineties. Yeah, I was I was I started actually first time on stage, which is funny. There's a picture of me right there behind you. Uh, in 1987 was right. the first time I ever went on stage, and I don't know how I found that photo. That's the actual first time that I went on stage. But um, hey, that's it. Is that the wait wait? Don't, uh, no, don't tell me where it is. That's West Palm Beach. Yeah, is well, the, and close. It's in Boca Raton. But the West oh. Palm Beach Club, the Comedy Corner, was one of the yeah. first clubs that actually gave first professional club that I went on. That I got paid. That I got paid to do was at uh, the Comedy Corner. Yeah, right. Colleen McGar, I think her name was in Book. Yeah, because I remember, I remember doing a show there, and you were playing you were the, the theater, theater or you I was the playing the theater, theater. I was in the club or the club or whatever. Yeah, you were in the big one, and I was in the club, and I was because like, Damn it, I want to play the club. I want to play the theater. Because when I when I was when I was you know coming up and and doing all my films and stuff. Um, you know, we both kind of w- were made fun of a little bit. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it you still know, happens to me. I really, mean, I get it every day. I, yeah. Do I people mean, still not make as bad? But, but, but not as bad anymore. Because to me, like, y- you should be laughing at them because you're the one who's making yeah. all the cash, well, and you're, you know, you you are. You're making a lot of money, and you're here at the Luxor, and you know they just. I mean, everyone knows. Anytime we, anytime I talk about Carrot Top. To anyone, they're like the guy's fucking killing it. Nice. <laughs> no, the guy's fucking killing it. Yeah. So at the well, end of the day, you fucking won. So people, people can make fun of you all they want, but at the end of the day, your shit's funny yeah. and people love it, and you yeah, sell yeah, out here. Yeah. You and know, they keep know, extending it's, it's so your. So funny stay. you can say that because people. That's that's if you if you just mathematically lay it out, that probably was is true. But as, a, no, it as is an artist, true. though, you want to be loved, mm. you know. So yeah, you, you want to try that, different things. Hate, well, you just want people to say, "Carrot top." Oh, that's cool. And have like. Like, like you just said, you just said something very nice uh, um, about me, and then and you're a comic. That's very rare. And once in a while, Joe, Joe Rogan or something, last week uh, went on and on and on about mm. how nice it was and how great I am. And I, mm. I never met Joe. I don't even mm. know Joe Rogan. So it was very nice. Once in a while, you get a good compliment from somebody as a comic because you just yeah. always want to be yeah. able to like you. I don't know why we care so much. I mean, really. Yeah. Why wouldn't we just say, yeah, okay. Yeah, you like me or you don't you. like me. Yeah, but I don't know. No, but I think, yeah, I mean, I'm so, I mean, I've known you for a long time and I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I mean, I really am. Yeah, I'm really deeply proud about, about all the stuff you've done and, and, you know, and it's a hard business, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard business. And the fact that, you know, you've stuck it out and, and basically stuck to who the fuck you are, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and and even, and even just now when we were sitting in the, um, in the green room, you walk in with what? A brand new joke. Yeah, a brand new prop, yeah. Which means that you're what? You're constantly... Uh, working, yeah, and changing, yeah. That's the important thing, I think, for, for me. It's not even just for the crowd, because I've had comics say, you got it made, now you can just do whatever. You can do the same act for, for 10 mm. years here, right? Because the different people come through mm. and not... Ma- but I can't do it. I, I, you can't do that for really yourself? For myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just... I, I get so... I don't want to be doing something where I'm just I'm just it's doing the same thing where I'm bored. Although the stuff a lot of times like anybody has just like a, a, a musician might have something that that is um, a good song mm. that will get them out of a hole. They play it, you know, start right. me up or whatever they have. So I have jokes that if I go, okay, this one will get them back. Your go-to probably. shit, you know. But you want to do new stuff for your own creative, keep right. your mind going. Like the, the deck joke I just came up with. It's so it's so current. So we're here back at um, the beautiful Posh for <laughs> Four Seasons with Larry the Cable Guy. This is better um, than Hojo's. It is better than Hojo's. But you've probably stayed at a lot of different places. I've stayed at that. You know what my favorite hotel used to be before I hit it? Mm. Red Roof Inn. Really? I love the Red Roof Inn because they had this nice desk. Mm. And you could plug in all your your speakers and mm. your remotes for your computer. Right. Love the Red Roof. Right. So, so what do you think about some of the stuff that Scott was saying? 
I'm, I'm completely with Scott. Let me tell you, Scott worked really hard. Mm, yeah, he did. Uh, the one thing I will disagree with Scott on, I don't remember Scott getting paid the first time he was at the Comedy Corner. Mm. First time I remember Scott at the Comedy Corner, he only had one or two props. Mm. And he was just open micing it like we were. That's mm. how I remember. Maybe I was wrong, but I don't think so because he was one of us. He was an open micer early on. But it didn't take him long to get paid to do that. I mean, he was the first one to break out, and he was good at what he did. What year was? What year around was it when he first started hitting? Man, I cannot remember. Was it, it the it, late eighties, early? 90s, it was. Right? It was had to be eighty eight. And what were you doing at the time? Eighty eight, eighty nine. I had just quit. Nineteen eighty eight, May of nineteen eighty eight. I quit my job. I was a bellhop at the Hyatt Regency, wow. in Palm Beach, wow. which was actually West Palm Beach, but we called it Palm Beach. Right. And I, and I quit my job uh, doing that to go on the road. But Scott was, he did, uh, he was the first one of us that was paid to do a performance at the Comedy Corner. And he was the first one to break out on the road. So that, yeah, that is all true. About the stuff about Scott, people making fun of Scott, I think it's bullshit. Mm. Um, you're right. I, you you were saying to him there's not a lot of comics in the country wouldn't trade their career for Scott's career. For sure, yeah. And whether you like Scott's act or not, the fact that people don't like his act, so they talk about him and personally, and it's, Scott has been a friend of mine for a long time, but mm. Scott's a friend of mine because I don't like to hang around with assholes, mm. and Scott is genuinely one of the nicest people mm. in the business. He's, I still keep in touch with yeah. Scott. Well, he asked me that, that you were going to be the one that co-hosts this with me. Well, I asked him, I said, <laughs> you know, I was doing these host traps, and I said, well, who should I have? you know sit with me and he mentioned he goes it'd be awesome if you can get him that's why i reach out to well, you well the cool thing about scott and the click that we had in mm. west palm beach all the west palm beach comedians mm. all stick up for scott as do all the orlando comedians and we're talking about billy gardell and mm. and jimmy brewer daryl hammond mm. tom rhodes all those guys mm. that started up there and then the the west palm beach guys i mean Scott's just a good guy. He's a nice guy. And Scott, he may not do comedy the way other people do. He does props. But you know yeah. what? That's a form of comedy, too. Your yeah. job as a comedian is to make people laugh. Yeah. And I don't see why other people have to ridicule comedians yeah. that they I don't, don't agree yeah, with I don't or think, they don't like. Yeah, I don't think people, just like myself, I don't think people make fun of me as much as they used to or they make fun of him as much as they used to. I think that, it was more like at the beginning. That's because I came along and Dane Cook came along. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, but, guys, you guys got moved down the line. I no. said this to Dane Cook one time, right when I was getting real hot, 2005 mm. and 2006. I mean, I was top of the world. Everybody freaking hates me. Every comic in the planet mm. that you thought that you used to like you, you know, just like Carrot Top. Everybody mm. coming on, and then Dane Cook came along. Mm. You didn't hear much about me anymore. And I went mm. up to Dane Cook. We both had a movie coming out with Lionsgate, mm. and I saw Dane Cook, and I walked to Dane Cook, and I said, hey, Dane, how you doing? I'm, I'm Dan Larry, the cable guy. He was, hey, man, how you doing? I go, I know you're busy. I just want to say one thing to you. Thank you so much for taking the heat off of me. Right. <laughs> because everybody hated Dane Cook. Yeah. It's just one of those things. I don't know what it is with comedians, if it's jealousy or what it is, but Scott's a stand-up individual. He's a super nice guy. Mm. Uh, I'd do anything for Scott. He'd do anything for me. As a person, that's what he is. And his act, 
he is the best at what he does. Yeah, he is. And he works hard for what yeah, he, does. he does. He's got yeah, he's got a whole thing backstage where he actually makes the props. He's, and, and he's the whole amazing. Thing, so, he yeah. works hard and God love him. And yeah. and uh you know, the, all these comedians that are bashing him, you know, uh, worry about your own act. Maybe yeah. you'll be as famous as right. Scott one day. Let's go back to where you were born. You were born in Florida. Yeah, Florida. And then when did you come up with this whole like prop thing and and because again when I first started you were doing props you had the yeah, um, yeah. you had the, uh, the 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 trunk behind you and right, you're always right, pulling right, right. shit out and it was it was funny yeah, yeah. when did you like were you sitting in high school you were sitting in the back of high school yeah, and you're like no. shit there's a thing and no I wish I was that I thought about it that back then I never I never really honestly was creatively thinking of of, of props and comedy stuff until college I was in college and wow. I was always just being you know another class clown they always say. But my my roommate said you should go on this open mic night thing and do you know do jokes, and I said I don't have any jokes. I mean I went mm. up and I literally did like George Carlin material uh -huh. and whatever, and so the crowd was like yeah it was great. And then I <laughs> went down to the comedy corner uh -huh. and I did in the West same Palm. in West Palm and they had an open mic and I went down and I said hey and I did George Carlin jokes because it Maybe. killed at the college. Right. And Colleen came over the woman that manned the club and said, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I was like, "What? They just did George Carlin's jokes." And I said, "I know they, they did great." She's yeah. like, "But that's not how it works." And that's right. honestly when I, she said, "You have to come up with your own material." Wow. Then I said, "Oh, well, then I forget it. Then I'm gonna do this. I thought it was gonna be easy." Mm. So I went back to the college and they had another open mic night and I went up and I I did a I had a I remember I remember the first prop. It wasn't something that I made, but it was a neighborhood crime watch sign that. Mm was in the neighborhood that I lived in, and I took it, and I had it on the wall, and people would always say, oh, that's funny. And I said, yeah, how good is their crime watch if they're not even watching their sign? Fuck, it, right, takes, right. it took me an hour and a half to unbolt the sign. Right. It takes a second to go through the window. So that was my opening line. I said, sorry wow. I'm late. I was in the neighborhood. Right. And everybody went nuts, and then uh, I had a, a street sign that's still in Boca. It's right in the center of mm. Boca Raton. It's called Butts Road. Mm. So I said, hey, I was just driving down Butts Road where all the assholes live, ba -da -bump, right? Right, right? And it killed. I mean, they were right. like, so Colleen said, do you have any more, like, signs? Wow, wow, wow. And I said, I can go steal more. And she's like, no, no, like, whatever. So I went and I came up with this whole sign routine. It was all these different signs, like slow mm. children to play, and they didn't have any feet, so this way was slow, and then right. all these things. And it was a little, like, a five-minute routine on signs that you'd see on the highway. So you never so so the props b basically came from the fact that you were doing George Carlin's material and the club owners like you're a fucking idiot you can't do that but it came and like you got it you, you well know, it came by accident it wasn't like it, I said I need to come up with the visual stuff that's all I I just said I says I have something that might be funny so I held up the sign and then then this one's when it gets good is I kept doing my little thing then I had five minutes and and Colleen said one day is there any way you could you know if you could get more stuff you could do longer mm. and that's how the how i thought so then you it. started just doing more i said well if i build more stuff i stuff. can do more time so i literally said i'll i'll try to come up with some stuff so you're kind of forced into becoming a prop comic it wasn't something that you sat yeah no you I didn't sat and go about, okay i'm gonna do yeah. props it was like you're forced into it not really forced into it but I, my brain was thinking i can come up with some more stuff maybe but, visually right but i never thought that right. it would be and then that's when I start. Then I had ten minutes, and I had all my own little props. Like I made, mm. you know, a high heel with a training wheel on it, or whatever the jokes were. Right. And um, then it became, oh, that's your shtick, and that's your act. And then 
I that said, was your well, thing. Yeah, and I said, okay, I'll fine. And that's when all the abuse started happening. I right. drag all my crap to the clubs and like, what the <laughs> right, fuck right, is all this? Right. And I'm like, it's my act. Right, right. And I remember, I remember because I have it on videotape. I was watching the Tonight Show one time, and uh, yeah. Albert Brooks was on. And I love Albert Brooks. Yeah. And he said he was talking to Jay, and then or I think it might even Carson. And he said, "What you know? What, what, what you know? Is, is these comics today? It's like a carrot top." I remember exactly him saying my name, which mm. is kind of cool. Yeah. He's like, you know, it's like this guy like carrot top. You know, if the airlines lost his luggage, he wouldn't have an act. Right. And I'm like screaming at the TV, like, That's "Yes, it's true." But right, it's right, not right, a, right. a bad thing. It'd be like yeah. if the Rolling Stones didn't have their guitars. It wasn't. Right, right, right. It, wasn't it became like, your thing. Who doesn't like Albert Brooks? <laughs> Albert Brooks is awesome. Yeah, he's he's great. He's great. Yeah, he's awesome. That um, that reminds me of the first time I heard my name mentioned. Well, so so like, uh, did you hear that your name mentioned when a on a on like a late night show or something? Brett Favre was getting interviewed. Wow. Before the season started. Right. And he had on a get her done. Wow. Larry the Cable Guy shirt. Wow. And she goes. You did the interview before they left the interview. She goes, hey, what's your shirt? I saw your shirt. Get her done. What's the get her done? Larry the Cable Guy. What is that? And she goes, and he goes, get her done. Well, if you've never heard of Larry the Cable Guy, then you know how to get out of the house because Larry the Cable Guy is the man. Wow. And I go, you got to be kidding me. And from that day on, I switched my allegiance from the Raiders to the Packers. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so I what a you, huge Packer fan so, after that. So you speak, it's interesting because you kind of speak the same way you speak when you're not on the mic like you what do you mean well you speak like this where you talk like that and then when the mic's not I go on, you in kinda, and out kind of speak like that too I go in and out so but it's kind of odd <laughs> right isn't it? I'll tell but you what it, I live but in, is it but is it like I don't want to say is it an act or is it not an act is it like here's what I because I know for me like the weasel shit like it's kind of who I was back then but now I'm just kind of me you know what I mean? Right. Like I was when when I was on MTV. Yo, bro, what's up, buddy? Doing all that shit. Right. Like that's kind of who I was back then, and now I'm just kind of the way that I am now. So for you, well, who do you want me to be on here? You introduced me as Larry the Cable Guy. Well, I don't know. I'm so just so I do Larry the Cable Guy. If you introduce so me to Dan Whitney, I'll do Dan Whitney. Okay, so now be Dan. Here's Whitney. the difference between Larry the Cable Guy and Dan Whitney. Yeah. Larry the Cable Guy buys all that shit. He pays for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Larry the he, Cable Guy pays for everything. Right. And Dan Whitley. Is Whitney. it like Whitney. Whitney, sorry. <laughs> Whitley. Whitley. <laughs> you're like you're like what's his name in my roast? Who well, I don't even fucking know Dan. I just know Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> so, right. Exactly. That's like Scott. So so um Um So what so, do I think about the Scott? Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, okay, no, but first first of all, where did you come up with your whole thing? Because he said he came up with this thing by just grabbing shit. Yeah, you know, and like, that's the cool thing like, about... Like, where did you come up with... Yeah, that's the cool thing about what we do. You because never you were, know what's yeah, going to be... But you were at the Hyatt house, or the Hyatt working there right. doing what? I was a bellhop. A bellhop. Yeah. And then one day you said, I'm going to go to the comedy corner? No, I wanted to be a comedian. I went on stage in 1985 for the first time. The Comedy Corner opened up in 1986. As Dan or Larry yeah, the Cable Dan, Guy? Dan, 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 Dan. So when did the fucking Larry the Cable Guy shit start? 1989. You I just was on woke, stage. Right. No, 1989 I was on stage. I grew up on a farm in Nebraska, a pig right. farm. I used to, my whole life consisted of loading and unloading cattle trucks at a livestock barn. Mm. I loved it. That was pretty much my life as I was growing up as a kid. I wanted you to be have a, brothers and sisters? Yeah, I wanted to be a cattle auctioneer when I was a kid. 
and I uh, moved to Florida. And in 1989, there used to be a thing called Mesquite Championship Rodeo. So I went on stage one night. I was just trying to bid out like a character. And I go, hey, this guy ever come over to your house? Hey, uh, did you order cable? Oh, wow. Somebody's ordered something down there. (laughs) And I was always able to do the southern accent. Number one, I lived in Florida. And if you live in Florida, I was a rural kid. So I hung out with rural kids from Florida. Right. Out, uh, you know, out in Westgate and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I had Southern accent. So I just gradually you pick up the accent. Then I went to college in Georgia, and it solidified my accent. What year was this? This is in 19... Uh, I went to college in Georgia in 1982, 83, and 84. Mm. So just kind of... 82, 83, 84? Yeah, I went to high school down there in 79, mm. 80. Okay. And... Uh, so... When I went on stage, I just started doing that. So you started got, doing... They got a big laugh. Right. When they first introduced you, did they introduce you as Dan Whitley? Oh, yeah. They always introduced and me then Dan, you Dan were Whitney, up there. Whitney, Whitney. Oh, sorry. Dan Whitney. <laughs> and then you went up on stage and you started, so, and you started that, doing shit. No, I did that for about three minutes. Mm. And uh, it got a huge laugh. So I would do it every now and then. Mm. And then uh, one night I'm on stage and at the club that night is... Uh, is uh, what's his name making copies what's his name oh, that, fuck, that, that oh that oh that was john lovitz no making copies uh, yeah i forgot uh, but, eight yeah. heads in a duffel bag what's his name shit i forgot but doggone he's, it he's, yeah. he was on uh saturday night live yeah okay so go anyway, on anyway him and uh and uh the other guy chris farley's partner uh, Spade? Yeah, David Spade. They were right. both there working. I got done doing that, and both of them. Rob Schneider. Oh, Rob Schneider. David okay. Spade and Rob Schneider came up. He said, hey, man, that redneck guy you do is hilarious. You should keep working on that. That's a good character. That's oh, wow. funny. I said, all and right. And where was this? In Comedy Com- Corner, West Palm Beach. Oh, okay. And what were and they doing down there? They were working. At the Comedy yeah, Corner? Yeah, at the club. Oh, so they were performing. Okay, yeah, they were cool. both performing. So I started calling a radio station in Tampa. And I called as as Larry the Cable Guy. I just made it up. Oh, okay. And it just, it's like Scott. He didn't know he was going to do props. He had no idea what he was going to do. And uh, and I started doing that on the radio wow. station. What and station it, was it, it in 95 Tampa? 95 YNF in Tampa. Who, who was the DJ? Ron and Ron. Okay. And uh, they were awesome. Wow. Ron Bennington to this day is still one of the funniest guys on the planet. So anyway, um, uh, so I you just did, did it calling, forever yeah. and ever. And then I got syndicated into uh, Baltimore, Maryland, then into Orlando, uh-huh. and it just got really popular. And one night, somebody billed me as Larry the Cable Guy. I got rid of my name. He said, I'm going to do that. And I went on stage as myself, and they started yelling for stuff that Larry would say, and I did that, and I couldn't follow it. And so the next show, he took my name off and just left Larry the Cable Guy. And I went up, and it killed. Wow. And I just kind of started going like that. And I never That's thought sick. I would take it from the radio to the stage in a million years. It's just one of those things that happen. And uh, I love writing for it. I know the wow. character left and right. Uh, I'm different than the character. Mm. Uh, the character is an extension of me. Mm. Uh, I enjoy writing for it. There's things that I enjoy with the character. Uh, there's things that I wouldn't even be, you know, th- 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 by myself. Would when you not... say you you enjoy writing for the character, do you write your own material? I or do you, you write it and then other people write it, or no? I write. I wrote my own stuff, and then when you get going and you sign a record deal, 
you have so many projects you have to do and so what I did was I'm a one-liner type comedian so I found three guys Wow that write one-liners perfect and they're buddies of mine and they that's didn't want to really do stand-up anymore but uh, they wanted to write for me because we're really good friends that's sick and so we all share ideas okay. we share finished jokes completed jokes not completed jokes and we just kind of write together well, that's great. yeah it's great you and, found uh, yeah it's great you found and you have uh, writers that help you out yeah. so um so yeah it's yeah i never thought i would ever do it on stage it wasn't a stage act it mm. was a complete theater of the mind radio act mm. but it just got so popular it was something that i wanted to do on stage because it was fun it made me laugh yeah. and i had just such a better yeah. i just had it's a just good weird time it's just it. weird the people that are listening right now you know it's just weird you get guys like carrot top doing these weird things and then you doing weird things and i did weird things you just don't know what weird fucking things work you don't, you, don't, you, know, you know what, what I mean? comedy because people people pick up on it. You, you know, know it, well, you know, in the Steve Martin book, you know, he says it takes ten years really for a comedian to really find what they want to do to mm -hmm. find themselves uh, something that works for them, and that worked for me because I enjoyed it and it was fun. It made comedy fun again, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just like Scott. Scott just kind of fell into that. He didn't know he was going to do props. Mm -hmm. He went up to be a regular stand-up, but he yeah. didn't know how to do it. But cool. he was getting laughs with the props, so it's kind of the same thing. You, me, and, and Scotty kind of share the same kind yeah. of deal. You guys that are listening, we're sitting in his room. I know a lot of people have probably heard about his backstage room, but it's his fucking... They base you for, like you forewalled this whole thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, he's it's his it's it it looks like him. I mean, you got lava lamps everywhere. You got guitars. Yeah. yeah I mean, what's fun. all this stuff? Tell the people what's in here. Well, all that stuff's when I was on the road, so it's all my road cases. Wow. I have all my just junk and and you love Mick Jagger. You have Mick Jagger stuff everywhere. I have Mick, yeah, I'm a big Jagger fan. So, yeah. but that inspires me. A lot of Queen stuff. Um, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot you of rock got, and roll. It a lot basically, of rock and roll kind of yeah, it basically looks like looks like you. So you were yeah. able to kind of win. so the people that are listening tell explain to them what four wall means. Oh, four wall means the theater itself, the the structure that, that it means you're renting it. Right. Yeah. So you, people right where probably goes, well, every room has four walls. Well, no, this <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So four walls kind of an in, 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 in inside term. Like, are you four walling? Yeah. So, so it's yeah. yes. two walls means that the the the. Hotel is paying for the other half of the room, and you're paying for the other. Really? Half. So it's two I didn't know that. Yeah, two walls and four walls. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, know. I thought you it was can always learn a like lot four. hanging out with me. I thought it was only four walls. <laughs> yeah. So two walls. So four when you, so when you four wall the room, that means you 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 have to pay the rent. Yeah. So it's like if you own a house. Yeah. So you live in a house. Mm. Right. And yes. so what's your mortgage in your house? Around. Yeah. You don't have to say oh, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Five thousand a month. I don't know. Whatever. Three thousand. Yeah. Eight thousand. What is Something. it a month? I don't know. I don't well, know. You write the check. <laughs> I don't know. So then you four wall this room. So, this, so what this. The, well, the one thing about four walling is, and going back to what you said earlier about about being able to do well or, or sell out or do whatever, is you have to take that risk. So it's a risk for me to four wall because I'm yeah. putting all of it on me. So if I don't sell tickets, then I don't do well, and then I'm out of here. You get screwed. So, right. so a lot of a lot of shows in Vegas um, are owned by the hotel. So a lot of entertainers they they you know they, they pay for they, pay, yeah. Yeah, they give you a check to pay. So perform for, for the week, whereas I I actually get paid only from what, what I sell. So That's how much? Getting a free so ticket. how much does it cost to four wall this room approximately? I, don't I mean, know. this is the backstage. We're in well, the there's backstage. A, you know, there's the actual showroom. How how many seats well, the is the show, showroom? It's only it's about four hundred. So it's a nice intimate seats. seats. Yeah, it's a nice intimate theater for yeah. especially you're doing it every night. You don't want to have. And then how much are tickets? How much are tickets? 
There are different packages, ranges of companies. It's weird, isn't it? I know. I don't know. I, you know. <laughs> you could, I know. I know. You honestly could see me for like thirty-seven dollars, or you could see me for one hundred and forty dollars. Right. I don't understand because they get the same show. Right. So, yeah. And are you ever not sold out? I mean, we have weeks where you might not a be little. full. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, we do we do okay enough to keep it. But there's yeah. always everyone has a a week or a night or a time where it, just, it might be a little slow. Yeah, during slow. the, the so, season, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're here six nights a week. But we usually we do okay. Six, uh, nights, six a, nights a week. Yeah. Six nights. And that's every night at eight thirty. Every night. Every night. Every night at eight thirty. Except right. Tuesday, we get Tuesday night off. So six nights a week. So uh, six uh, nights a yeah, week. Forget that. that shit. That's intense, dude. And you want me to go to Vegas and do it? <laughs> I'm doing six nights a week. That's crazy, right? He's a worker, man. He's always been a worker. Six nights a week. That means he can't fly into LA and do Prilosat commercials. No, he can't. Can. can you imagine those six nights a yeah, week? Six Holy nights a Michael. week. He's a new Wayne. So he's got there. yeah. So I, so did you know the difference between four wall and two wall? I had no idea what he was talking about. So I still. I don't guess really if know you what... get that's your deal in Vegas. I guess you got to sell the tickets. So you gotta you know you own you basically do they give you the room you rent the room. So yeah, but no, I never heard of it. Yeah, he's got to um, like you just said, he's he he basically um, I guess what he does is he. Rents the room. I mean, I assume the rooms got to be at least ten thousand a month. To oh, it'd be more than that. Lease. He pays lease for that space. You got to be more than that, right? So, how much do you think he's making there? I mean, I know he probably gets a million or two million a year. Oh shoot, are you kidding me? More, he's more than that. Really? Oh heck yeah. Three, four, five million a year. Dude, he's making more than that. Are you kidding really? me? Really, Scotty? I bet. Really? I bet, I bet Scotty is. I bet. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I, what do I think? Off the record. What do I think? I mean, I'm not even. Well, I mean, do the math. Told me. Dude. I don't know. But it's 400 seats, dude. I figure. It's six days a week. He's got to be. I mean, you've made a lot of money. Act. He's like one of the most popular acts in Vegas. So he's got to be doing at least 10, 12 million a gotta year. Be. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. Is that I what mean, you, that's what I think. Yeah, is that what you made when you go on tour? Shoot, I don't pull them amateur numbers. <laughs> oh my god, really? Holy shit! Because there was one time. I, I will there say was this one about time. Scotty. I don't know what the heck he's talking about paying a mortgage. You're making that kind of money. You better have a house paid off. That's all I'm saying. Paying paid a mortgage. off, right? Wait, why would you pay a mortgage? I think he said pay a mortgage. Oh, 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 yeah. He did say on the house, right? Why would he pay a mortgage? I mean, if he's making, if he's, you know, he, you know, so, he's got enough money to make. Right. Uh, so when when you were touring, what were the years? Because I remember when I talked to you, you said, "Dude, I'm fucking chilling out. I'm doing golf tournaments once in a while. Right. I do commercials uh, sometimes. Yeah. I tour. So what do you say? From what year to what year was your like, I don't want to say peak or anything, but when you were really out there road dogging. Oh, man. From what year to what year? 2003 to 2010. 2003, so that's eight years? Yeah, I got my history so eight channel years. show. Until I got my history channel so show. Who, and then I so who's your agent? Is it ICM, CAA? CAA. Is it Matt Blake? Or, no. Uh, no, it's got to be. Wait, is it is it Rob Light? No. It's not right. Mitch Rose. No. Who is it over there? Nicky Nusiforo. Okay, Nick. So yeah. Nick. So Nick. Oh, Nick. He just had a baby, by the way. Little girl. Oh, Nick. Way to go. Yeah. Or a little boy. Sorry. Little, boy. little little girl. Little boy. Congratulations, Nick. Over there. <laughs> so when when he would book you on a tour. Right? Did you have like Live Nation do your shit or? Well, Live Nation did some of my stuff. Outback Concerts did some of my stuff. 
and you were playing, I'd have to say, because I remember seeing specials of you and always seeing you, you were probably playing places from the, from the I would say about 10 to 15,000 seaters. We were doing, we were averaging, probably averaging, I would say, 10,000 a night. Really? We had shows. So wait, wait. We had shows where we were doing 15,000. We'd have shows where we do 12. We'd have shows where we do seven. You know, kind of like that. Right. That's insane. It was crazy. And that's six days a week? Uh, no, we were doing probably five days a week. Five days a week yeah. at about 10,000. Yeah, and you were, and how many buses did you take out? Uh, it was just two buses and a tractor trailer with the sound and lights. It was me and my wife and kids, and then the other bus was, uh, you know, seven dudes, tour manager, two opening acts. Uh, so when, when you were on tour, you were like, you, were, you couldn't fucking believe it because you were like at the fuck. Dude, whoa, 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 whoa. It was amazing. Whoa, 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 whoa. You were at the Funny Bone in Omaha, Nebraska with <laughs> Colleen. Yeah. Fucking around there. And then you were like playing these big places. You must have like done gigs right after like 10, 15,000 seats. And you and your wife and your kids are driving off. And, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, that must was, have been dude, insane, dude. pretty freaking awesome. We come pulling right. up. I remember that time we were pulling up to the American Airlines Center in Dallas. Whoa. And I'm thinking to myself, oh holy my crap, we are working that building tonight. I'm and not only are we working it, we're doing 13,000 <laughs> I mean, God, Polly, it was, I'm very I blessed. Mean, it was, it was crazy awesome. You, and, uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, even today, I mean, I'm not just pulling those numbers, but I'm still doing 4,000 no, yeah, a you night, do. which yeah, is for sure. awesome. Well, you're a fucking Larry the Cable Guy, dude. Well, yeah. Get I your mean, motherfucking done, bro. <laughs> hey, but that's but insane, It dude. was, it was flat out really cool. And I'll tell you what, a really cool thing. So Nick must have had a boner fan. at CAA. Oh, boner. I, I mean, had... he must have just been fucking jerking off everywhere. <laughs> it was pretty He'd be great. like, oh my God, I he's going back on crazy. tour. I saw, I remember, I love Steve Martin's book about stand-up. Mm. And he was talking about those years where he never really enjoyed if he had to do over wow. again, he wow. would have enjoyed his stand-up years better. But mm. he was too worried about when it's going to end and mm. that he's getting nervous. And so I took that to heart. I really did. And I said, well, I want to enjoy this. Mm. And I enjoyed every single minute of it. And a real cool thing, I was always a, you know, as a fan of him. I loved his, I loved how Steve Martin was irreverent and just goofy and one minute, I mean, he just did the dumbest jokes, but then on the other hand, he did smart jokes. He just kind of mixed it all up. Yeah, you know, I love yeah. Steve Martin. And, uh, but he wrote that book, and then he said, he remembered when his career was... What was the book called? It was, uh, I think, Stand Up. My uh, Stand Up Years or something like okay. that. Uh, but it's his thing about stand up. Right. And uh, I think it's just called Steve Martin Stand Up. Okay. Stand Up Comedian, something like that. And But anyway, he said he can remember when his oh shit moment, when it was taken off, because he said yeah. he got his date book and he was looking at his ticket pre-sale ticket sales mm. and he had these arenas listed in his book he actually had his date book in there with these arenas mm. you know nassau coliseum wow. all these hershey pennsylvania wow. coliseum and i'm not kidding i can relate to that because i remembered when it took off for me i'm sitting in my bedroom in florida mm. sanford florida and uh my Agent calls me, not Nick, my manager calls me and goes, you seen your ticket sales? Wow. I said, no, nah, I ain't paying attention to them. they pretty good. Are they good? We just went on sale yesterday at the Budweiser Event Center in Colorado. You did 12,000 tickets in two hours. Fuck. 
I said, are you kidding me? Oh and so I was looking at Steve Martin's book, and I played every single arena that Steve Martin wow. played, almost identical numbers. Wow. Except in some of those arenas, wow. he did two shows. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Wow. Intense. But, I mean, it was, just, it was just really cool. It was a Whoa. dream come true. You know, you plug away, and you plug away, and you, and you try really hard. And then you just hit on something. Yeah. It's like your weasel deal. It's like Scott's uh, prop deal. You just hit on something. Yeah. After a long period of time of working clubs, and all of a sudden you hit on something. All the way from the bellhop. Yeah, and you didn't you ever even think ex- about the bellhop shit? Hit, you know, and it just hit, and it's like, wow, I can't believe it. You know? Do you think ever th- when you were out there driving through on, on tours, do you think of when you were the bell guy at the Hyatt? Oh yeah, as a matter of fact. Uh, Two years ago, I got booked at the Kravis Center in West Palm Beach. Wow. And I remember, you stayed at the I, remember I was a bellhop. Oh. Well, it's not a high name, it's an Ramada Inn okay. now. But I remember working at the Hyatt Regency when they tore down Twin Lakes High School. Hmm. And they built this huge entertainment complex and they built the Kravis Center. Hmm. And I remember when that went up and all these acts would stay at the hotel. Hmm. And we'd take them in the van over to the... I just thought that was so cool. So I'm booked at the Kravis Center, sold out show at the Kravis Center. I stayed at the hotel I used to work at just because I wanted to stay there. I just thought it was kind of cool. That's sick. And they gave me a ride to the Kravis Center. Well, that's good. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, there's a lot of people listening going, well, that's cool. Thank you for sharing that. And we're here with uh, Polly and I'm Larry. I'm And uh, we're listening to some scary carrot tops. Carrot, carrot tops. Here we are. <laughs> Wow, pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, anyways, you guys, what we're going to do is we're going to stop this interview right now because I actually sat down with Caratop and Larry the Cable Guy for such a long time that we're going to make this episode a twofer. It's going to be a two-parter. Yes, that's true. Um, we're going to break this off into two episodes. So we're going to continue this um, this episode till next week, which will be continued with uh, me interviewing Caratop. Um, we get deeper into more of his stuff and then also Larry the Cable Guy uh, is going to um, be commenting so it's going to be a two-parter this was part one and then next week will be what? part two of Polisher is Interested I hope you guys are interested we'll see you next week Carrot Top Larry the Cable Guy don't go anywhere bye bye